You know what's righteous? What? Indignation. Yes, in the nation. Um, hello, and welcome to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. We're on a, under a bit of time pressure because Andrew uh, has a, a football game, Brighton versus Fulham. Ooh. He's a Brighton fan. He's a Brighton boy, ah. brawn and bred. Brawn um, and bread, baby. Brawn and bread. Brawn soldiers and bready, bready sticks. Um, did you say soldiers instead of shoulders? Maybe. I think yeah. I fucked up. You fucked up almost every aspect. Yeah, that's of about forty percent of the words. Coming but we haven't out. got time but to we cut anything out. Going, we keep going because normally you see it slick because we spend five hours recording every podcast and cut it down to about fifty minutes. But now yeah. we're going to take whatever we get, whatever we no get. cuts, because uh, we are under immense time pressure because Brighton. This is one of the biggest games of the season. It's it really Brighton is. versus Fulham. It's a relegation dogfight. Two teams that are clinging on to their Premier League ambition. Don't get too much into it. It's just a big game for the boys. Um, it's not that early to decide anything <laughs> yeah. yet, but um, it's, a, it's a big pressure. So we've got to get down. Mm-hmm. So we've had to win- windle this podcast into the, into the schedule exactly. of, of today. Uh, both drinking beers. Um, that seemed to be more of a staple now. Before, I used to be quite professional on the alcohol front. Well, yeah, one beer's all right. It's, we no, had no, quite a few it, last no, week. No, la- yeah, last, the last week's episode, the Patreon especially. Um, it degenerated it's pretty quickly. Really generates Because near the end of the first episode, I, you, and you can always tell... A good sign to check how drunk I am is that my, my cheeks get ridiculously red, red. and sweatier. And especially when we talk just about... Just go on the last, just quickly before you listen to this yeah. one. Go on the last week's one, start off, click on the start and what, look at his face for the first minute and then just quickly scroll to the just end. Just r- scroll through it. You'll see. Yeah, yeah well, you can see the progression, but if you want the starkest of kind of comparisons. And because structurally the show has become a thing where we, we kind of fanny about for the first half and then get real, get, go yeah. deep for the second, it just seems like I've got super upset. Yeah. So it, it looks just, like... Yeah, you, it looks like I'm really, you're really You're about on the verge of, I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm about to like... I, I'd love to leave an interview you know when you have the lapel thing that's yeah. the that's the best way because you have to have you can't just storm out you've got to like get one <laughs> i set this off anyway yeah it was absurd like how because yeah, i'm wearing cold. a t-shirt it's quite cold downstairs yeah but hey mm. um but beer check uh what beer are you drinking uh, i am drinking a one. It's a unknown name of the beer. It's the one I always drink from the off license. It's a nice beer. It's the, the, vi- the German Weiss, Weiss Muncher or something. It's um, German beers are often the best to go with for many reasons. Um, this is a nice kind of almost a mix between an, an ale and a lager, I might yeah. say. Um, I'm drinking a Singer that I've recently got into. I think I like Crispy Boys. Um, they're yeah, kind you're of a like, Crispy guy. Yeah, because I think there's been a bit. There's a bit of stigma towards having sort of like uh, takeaway beers. So like, uh, there's a real thing when you go to have an Indian, you have a Cobra. When you go to have a Chinese, you have a Xingqiao yeah. or a Tiger or even a Singer, which is a Thai beer. Mm. Um, and you feel because it's a special occasion and they always oh. taste great. You have the music playing, you have the aesthetic, you have the, the kind of, you go on a wonderland adventure to, yeah. uh, you know, the Far East and the then forest, you're, you're yeah. drinking this exotic beer and you think, mm. okay, now I'm going back to my real life. But actually, mm. they slap as beers. They slap they, as they, beers They never get talked about. Thailand, uh, Bintang is a Vietnamese beer that slaps some, hard. Yeah, yeah. But some of the problem with that is that you people can't afford to be transported to the East every day of their life. We need some grounding in reality, so we need a cold Heineken. Maybe, yeah, because may, maybe the reason why I like this is because it feels like I'm being transported away with every sip and the but problem is i'm trying to if i have maybe one towards the end of work i can't be transported with bit visions of bollywood in my head when i'm trying to go and kind of get some work done you need to and you feel a like german because because this country has germanic roots yeah you feel having a german beer kind of exactly. thirdly grounded it's, it's the germanic roots. i think it's a bit uh unfair and maybe 
maybe a bit of post-colonial racism going on Oops, as to it. why Asian countries aren't considered like great beer makers because they have a unique flavoured beers yeah. that I like a lot that has like around that whole area Japanese everyone, beers think, slap really hard I think everyone rates a Cobra I no, everyone rates a Cobra, but it's like, we're, we're talking so. beers. We're talking Germany. We're talking Belgium, you know. I don't you, think you could take it away from the Germans, though. My God, do they engineer some beauties. I don't know. I think I think maybe it's because... Because you can go... the beauty. Sorry, the beauty, when you, if you go to Berlin, if you go to the Offi, the equivalent mm. of the Offi there, you buy them for like one pound, mm. and they are just some of the best beers you've ever had. Okay, okay, fine. Maybe Germany. But I just think... I don't think uh, some of the countries in Asia get enough of a look in when you get talking about great beers. Something that I've realised about myself is that I fucking hate craft ale. And I think it's a complete sham. Exa- okay, we can Thoughts, get into example of... So, so we have a flat... I think partly it's probably um, come up more is that... Um, we have a flatmate, uh, our other housemate here is a big craft ale nerd. Um, I do love him. He's to the bits, kind of guy who gets um, the delivery, so you can opt in for a subscription to get a certain amount of craft ales delivered to your yeah. door on a monthly basis. Yeah. And he did do that. Yeah. And he's actually, he did that two years ago, but he's been unable to get out of the subscription for essentially two years. Yeah, not unable to get out. I don't think he wants to. I think exactly. Yeah. Um, it's self flagellation. Yeah. Because uh, the thing of, I, and he listens to this podcast religiously. Uh, I, I do love him very dearly, but I do think craft ale culture is some of the worst culture in this country uh i would agree is it i think is, i think it's bu- i think it's smugness. worse than like britain first do you think yeah and in the edl yeah i think there's more but there's i more think there's, there's quite similar themes that go across <laughs> yeah. except one of them has more yeah. of a uh, ability to accept imports yeah 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 oh that's true and maybe, yeah, you're not yeah, talking true. into the mic yeah, sorry, because the thing i like about beer and i think germans do it well because they have a variety of beer they have interest in beer but it, it seems to have an authenticity to it that I respect, like the variety yeah. of German beers. Yeah. The thing that I like about beer over wine is the one the good thing they have really yeah. is the the casualness and the unpretentiousness of it. You yeah. Know? The thing about wine, wine is a very complex, interesting thing. There's loads you can talk about it, but it's not like an every man's drink. But it's once you get into craft ale and there starts becoming a hierarchy of like, yeah. oh, you like that? Well, actually, and then it starts getting like you're taking away what's good about so beer. So you think craft beer culture is moving too too is becoming too similar to wine tasting culture? I think it's come, but. It's but it's like it's like think? incels doing it you know yeah. at least as much as you can like um shit on like uh like uh, greedy rich people just spending all their money on these ridiculous wines there is sophistication we can't lie there is a suavity yeah about wine drinkers craft ale there's no respect for you guys do you think the different the reason why two very different cultures have been created out of these two different alcoholic drinks is because of the quantity that you have of each in one glass okay go on Shoot. so like with a beer you're there you're having a lot of it so one it's going to be it's cheaper to produce by the by the barrel plus the more the more of something you have the less of the taste is as important whereas if you have you're having a smaller glass of wine you're going to be focusing more on the subtle notes that come across in the taste and then if you do something like whiskey drinking when it's just whiskey again way more expensive because you're producing a lot less because mm. everything's more valuable within that yeah and therefore and then the notes and the taste become more important okay so it's all about the size and quantity of the wine it's true because but the, whis- the whiskey unit. i like sophistication around whiskey but whis- the problem with whiskey drinking culture is it's not you i can't, think you, you can't drink it you can't, you can't drink whiskey every day yeah, uh, is w- easily wine. You can genuinely drink a glass of wine every yeah, day. Yeah, that's completely fine. Whiskey, though, there's sophistication to it, and I like all the interesting flavors because it's like a you rich. Have one it's like, at the end like of the like day. A, yeah, it's like a rich treat, and it's nice, but it's not with wine. I think it, wine is probably the, the right level of yeah. alcohol a percentage yeah. to like. But I think really what you're get it, as a personality identity, 
having any alcoholic drink as part of your identity is yeah. awful, but wine is the most acceptable because I do think it's the, there's the most there. But I th- is that because wine has always it's always been that it's always had the identity of being the slightly posh, slightly taking itself too seriously uh, culture behind it. Whereas with beers, it's you're I feel I think you're afraid that it's going into somewhere that you don't want it to go into. Yeah, but I don't think it can. But it's not like you look at the people leading the way it's like then it's like the people who stormed the capital that's what it often lo- if you go to a craft ale festival it yeah like change the clothing yeah you know, so it's less aggressively racist yeah but you um, think there's still racist lurking behind it's 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 the the, the quantity of the, the the kind of strange sporadic facial hair and the mm. kind of like uh, puffy white skin yeah i think that that exists in with craft ale as well and um what i was because I, mean, I was actually thinking about this is that because um in the modern age, it's like the the, the white people uh, are terrified because white people are finding it hard to find an identity in a way that mm. if you're in a minority group, you have an identity because it's you define yourself partly with you, you can define yourself and it's not problematic. Yeah. You know, you can be proud of your heritage, but as a white person, you don't have that because if you do, you are part of the EDL normally. Yeah. So that's what I realized is that because of white people not like being can't you can't be trust white people with an identity right because every time we've been given identity we've tried to enslave another race so we, we, yeah. we okay it's it fair, fair enough point. yeah, yeah. like we, slavery we slavery happened yeah and then i think we got one more chance yeah and we're like look guys i think the races were like we we, we can all have an identity and we're kind of relatively well behaved with it yeah you guys have just done this for like 300 years Take we're gonna break. give you one more chance yeah and then the Holocaust happened. It's like, look, uh, right, yeah. Do you know, after that, and then it's like, you guys are yeah, not allowed. One, white people, it? like, that's you're just one. not allowed to play anymore. And it's yeah. like, it's, you know, it, w- it would be healthier if we could have one. I think mm. white people, it would be a lot less of this shit coming out if we could. But we just can't be trusted with it. Because yeah. white people, you can't trust them in identity. And that's why there's so many of these weird subcultures happening yeah. in white culture. So the main problem with craft beer culture is that the Holocaust happened. <sighs> no, I'd actually say as much as I despise craft ale culture, the one thing I like is that if those white people weren't doing craft ale, yeah. they would be on the EDL marches. Okay, Do you know so what I mean? It's more like a, a way that they can express all mm. their horrible parts of their personality yeah. and all the horrible parts of the white personality. But in a, in a blunt way, people. in a yeah. blunt way. And it's the same with Flat Earthers. I watched a documentary on Flat Earthers on Netflix, Behind the Curve. And that community of generally white people is actually relatively, it, I, I'd assume it'd be more alt-righty and kind of uh, malicious, but they're actually quite like nice it's, people. It's sweet. And there's they're a sweetness, people, there's a yeah. community to there. And I'm like, look, this is, this is what happens when white people can't be trusted with identity. They find it in different weird ways, mm. really odd ways. Well, the, is, uh, so you would, do you think Flat Earth is on par to the craft? Bit? I think it comes from the same thing as in you can't, it's it's <clears throat> it's it's white people they it feels like you can't have an identity with your race or really nation acceptably so you find different things you can identify yourself with as yeah. a community and but that's one of them why... standing quite in antithesis to a generically accepted idea in society mm. so like flat earth i feel like that's where a lot of people get off on it because they've got an inherent conspiracy theory aspect to their personality and it's about kind of divulging into that Whereas someone like Craft Out, I feel like there's pastimes and hobbies versus probably jumping into a conspiracy. Yeah, but people make it part of their... I think it's more about identity and community and that's yeah. where the foundation... Obviously, there's loads of differences, yeah. but I just think it comes from the same urge of all yeah, humans. Yeah, okay. All humans have an innate urge for identity. <coughs> all yeah. humans have an innate urge to have a community. Mm. The nat- natural ones would be a vague, like a national culture or stuff like that. 
white people. Yeah. We lost that right. So yeah. now. And we can't make any good food either. We can't make any good food. Um, and even being proud of that, it starts going down. You know, yeah. once you get start getting too proud of even good food we have, it starts getting like more dangerous. But so that's because we used to have like music because in, in a way, because we used to during like Britpop and um, talking rock and roll yeah, back yeah, yeah. in the day, we had that. Yeah. But then because of the cyclical nature of music yeah, and yeah. its fashionability, we've lost that now. And we're not really whacking out any massive ones today. No, much. no, it's not. No, it's true. Um, so we're just stuck in this void, which we're filling with craft ale and uh, yeah. So, so part of me is like, thank God for it, because of, um, is as lame as it looks from the outside. Yeah, it's, it's keeping people busy. It, it's really, it's keeping the. It, it's really it, and like people who might even laugh at certain white people, you know, who dress up as like who go to Mumford and Sons concerts and dress yeah. up with that kind of weird like middle class people dressing up as their part of like the eighteen hundreds with like yeah, those waistbands. It's, it's like you might laugh at those white people, but th you just need to thank your lucky stars. That why you'll have found that something like that because the alternative is awful. Is master. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so thank God for so that was we'll just recap that. Thank God for Mumford's uh, Mumford and Sons flat Earth theory and, and Craft Ale because these are all. And I think that's I think every single white person fits into one of those three categories. Mm -hmm. So it's it's either the kind of the nuts conspiracy driven ones. So we're going yeah. to the flat Earth, yeah, yeah, flat yeah. Earth kind of ideas. We've got the Mumford and Sons losers. Yeah, you know the lame white boys. Yeah, lame white boys. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's boys. And then, uh, well, the, well and they're tired wives. Yeah, and they're tired tired wives <laughs> who have been dragged along to Mumford and Sons concerts every time they come to their fucking town. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then it's the Craft Ale boys. Yeah, maybe it's just white guys actually. We'll, mm. we'll forget when for that one. But so Craft Ale. These guys. are all these are all examples of just like the subcultures that I think. But I think I think in. you can you can define a white person by one of those three things. Do you think? So Every, what would you be then? I would be Mumford and Sons. I'd be Mumford and Sons as well. Yeah. So we're Mumford and Sons. We're Mumford and Sons boys. You know, we but don't I've like got, oh, we man. don't like Mumford and Sons, but we're from the same energy yeah. as a Mumford and Sons white boy. We've both got the propensity to be too sincere. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us wrong. <laughs> well, they all sort of do. Oh, white boys. One of, no, the, the people. Sons. No, flat earthers, flat craft ale people. Oh God, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. That's the problem. Yeah, but also too sincere about things that you don't need to be sincere about. But back back on the beer chat for a second is because uh, I realised I saw this this great line, uh, this great map that just split Europe in half. Yeah, and North Europe <coughs> said was in yellow and yeah. South Europe was in red and pretty much lines through racial profiling. No, not racial profiling. Okay. Well, how would that be racial? What's well, more sunburnt? Yeah, more sunburnt, closer no, to no, 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 not at all. Be further away no, from the equator. Yeah, doesn't work. Uh, um, Russians, no, communi communists, no, and no, um, no, uh, sunburnt. Not at all. The communism doesn't come into it. Oh no, it doesn't. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, okay. So as I was saying before, yeah, back to your uh, point. Back when I was, you know, when I was making a point before yeah, you the, said the, something, Brian interrupted yeah, yeah. With before something you said something that didn't make sense at all. Yeah, no, that thing. Yeah, no, we'll get back to it then. Come on, come on, we're doing a podcast here. Um. Red, yeah, and it said potato Europe yeah. and tomato Europe. You've told me about this way too many times. Well, I know uh, this is a fucking podcast. Yeah, but still, it's like you can, I can pr only pretend so much that I find you that interesting. No, but potato Europe, tomato Europe, I think is a pretty, <laughs> it is good. It's a pretty so distinct where, so difference. So where, where did the line, where was the line drawn? So Northern France, um, the kind of the top <laughs> quarter. Quickly, do you also feel like we're talking quicker because we introduced this as we're having time pressure? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We can I slow think down because we've I got us. We've we've hit the time. We've hit the time period now. We've hit the deadline. Um, I Sorry. think it's more just to talk about um, oh, flat yeah, earth yeah. and beer and Mumford and stuff. And now, well, we're not going to get any better with potatoes yeah. and tomatoes now. I but, feel very strongly about the subject. But yes, the line is uh, northern France through most of Germany. Um, 
and it's kind of like a slight slant. Yeah. So that, yeah, actually, it has to be at a slant because it's going through the Balkans. Yeah. Uh, and then all the Mediterranean is wine Europe. Yeah. Um, tomato tomato Europe. Europe. But then you can make that same switch yeah. with beer Europe and wine Europe. Okay. So it's beer and potatoes. My visual geography is very That's poor. That's true. So imagine so, Europe. No, I, oh, 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 thank you for yeah, telling yeah. me that first <laughs> fucking step. Oh, we're talking about that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. I'll imagine Europe. So That's Scand the whole Scand problem. Scandinavia, Germany, Poland. Um, well, so if we're the UK, yeah, we're, we're in the north, we're in potato. So we're Europe. potato yeah. beer. Yeah. Okay, because then that's the only yeah. way. Italy, Spain, Portugal, Greece, uh, maybe Croatia. Yeah. Um, all of those are tomato and um, wine Europe. Yeah. So the their foundation of their cuisine is tomatoes in general. Yeah. And the foundation of our cuisine in some it's potatoes. Potatoes. It's potatoes. in general, it is. And it's a cultural, yeah. it's a big cultural divide in Europe, which but is, is that you can see Europeans who are like, you see a German man in his yeah. neighborhoods and you're like, beer, potato, beer, European. potato, German man. You see like a, a British guy at the pub, beer, potato. Beer, potato yeah, man. you see a French uh, person on a unicycle in one of those white stripe Tomato, we French. Tomato, French, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's like a big cultural difference and there, there's a lot but of- But is that not just to do with the different fertility of ground and what is a better crop to be grown 100%. in? 100%. Yeah. Nothing I said was denying that. Okay, well, yeah. I, I, again, I'll- <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, Horatio, um, I think I might do- Yeah. Um, okay, but so what you think wine and beer can go, but that's also due to beer is yeasty mm -hmm. and that's from, I'm not going to say potatoes. No. But, no, but it has the same quality of which is a fertile I was ground, more ground for potato growing. Cultural and cuisine ground. and temperament. Yeah, is a there's a huge linkage between Northern Europe, beer, potato, and Protestantism. Yeah, tomato, wine, and Catholicism, and these sort of. Yeah. They, they, it's interesting how the kind of the way that Christianity disseminated was along those beery potato well, you try, lines. Well, you try eating a potato and being a, <laughs> and being a Protestant. It's <laughs> the Catholic. Catholic. Fuck no, but that doesn't work then. Why? Irish. The biggest potato eaters of us all, I, and the most Catholic. Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, but it's a divided, divided nation. Yeah, it's a divided nation, and Ireland are a um, anomaly. They're gonna have to be anomaly. But they're, they're a bit of a for the ca Catholic example. Yeah, I got pretty, which is tougher than the anomaly. It's pretty good with the, 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 the potato, potato, yeah, potato beer. Why I managed to get it on two things. Yeah. Catholicism process works. You didn't make own. this graph, did you? you no, I said this. the second okay. one. The second one. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. wine and beer thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, again, tomatoes and um, Catholicism, for some reason, they do seem to go They hand go hand in, in hand. hand. It's hot. It's because Catholicism's about... They're juicy. Catholicism's about sinning and then asking for forgiveness. And what more? Uh, it's about um, opulence and decadence to a certain extent. If you look at Catholic churches, they're yeah. big, grand things. So sitting on outside uh, on the Amalfi Coast, looking at the Mediterranean, drinking a glass of wine, having a, a bruschetta, a bread covered There's in There's a tomato. guilt that comes, should come with come, it. Come with that. Then you look at Protestant, it's cold. I don't think there's it's any guilt inherent in, the, in a potato. But there's guilt inherent in a tomato. Exactly. So it's 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 the humble a potato, yeah. and it's how it works is you wake up early because you're in a Protestant country, and yeah. it's about the Protestant work ethic, which is the it's cold. Yeah. You've got to go do some work just to stay warm. Yeah. You eat potatoes to give you some uh, humble energy to yep. last the humble day, and pint. then after you finish, you have a cheeky pint. You know, that's how it works. A warming cheeky. Annoyingly, pint. this is the um, most profound thing you've ever said. <laughs> As in I, I think we really I've scraped never, <laughs> I don't, I've kind of got goosebumps. <laughs> that's, it's yeah. true. You can, yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah. then one thing that's a very, <laughs> something crazy. So though you can, uh, I genuinely think you can pretty much 
define the whole of European, the culture between North and South on the the bread, potato, uh, Protestant, Catholic, tomato, wine. Um. Okay, please don't throw too many other <laughs> food types and drink Yeah, so types. whatever we're going to call that system. Well, I, I, system. Gave, I gave you a compliment. You're now going too far with it. Keep to the Do you basics. want something that's going to blow your fucking socks I'm off? I'm ready. Look, it's going to blow your fucking yeah. socks off. Yeah. Potatoes. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Potatoes were brought to Europe in the 1400s by Columbus. You're pretending I'm not someone who studied the Irish potato family. No, I guess so. But isn't that a bit mad yeah. that potatoes have not been here for like, have only been here for like six, 700 years? Yeah, we've defined our culture around, around the nature. What were we of... doing before potatoes? I don't, do you know what I, I mean? Like, because well, it's question. like when I think, well, when I think Germany, when I think Scandinavia, when I think Britain, it's constantly the images of potatoes. Ireland didn't have fucking potatoes until the fucking 1400s. Well, potatoes are a South American like yeah thing. I mean, uh, what, what what did it? What 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 were they eating? Was it was it animal animals? And it was part <laughs> uh, eating animals. Uh, yeah. Animals, part, yeah, but it was like there was cabbage. I think cabbage and and all of that like earth, but it's all it comes from earthy grown mm -hmm. things in that way. I guess. So because what what no because what is interesting is that w because we have such varieties of ingredients now, yeah, we just kind of take a lot of it for granted. Even stuff that seems like it's grown here, such as. But I think um I don't know well potatoes. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head, but back in the day, like far back, like, yeah, let's say millions of years, a million years ago, um, I think there was like genuinely like there was like only like three or four vegetables well, yeah. and ingredients here. Well, because that because there'll be things that grow naturally rather than by and just farming. If it's just naturally before any trade or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you would literally oh, have, you'd just have like no four. No farming, no you'd, planting. Yeah, yeah, you'd literally just have like four things you could like mix around with, like vegetables and stuff. Yeah. I think that's wrong. I bet there would be more. But like there's way less than we think. Well, what grows naturally in Like think about the dishes you can just make from going to Tesco's. You can get pineapple, you can get, um, you know, herbs, Potatoes again. Again, I think we've really come a long we've way in the Yeah, tomatoes definitely weren't here naturally. Yeah, you can say that again. <coughs> so it's just it's food for thought. Oh, um, very nice. It doesn't really have a conclusion, but I, I do think we've really broke some ground. Um, yeah, well, I'm. I just think to re reiterate the the point of that is the the definition of the two two uh, northern and southern culture that we're looking at mm -hmm, yeah. and how everything is based including religion off it i think we could go longer and maybe go past religion maybe our politics is based on it okay go on maybe we're not well take, it, take some punts okay let me this this show is about ha having big opinions and having very little to back them up okay so we're talking well the problem is i was instantly going to draw a comparison between italian and german politics go on because of their um his they, 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 their they are also probably the most distinctive of the, exactly. the northern and southern and so the problem was i was going to draw a similarity between them because they both had experience with dictatorships and fascism yeah but very so different countries because it's like germany's are like a okay, very fine. efficient so i guess that uh hitler would definitely be a potato <laughs> Uh, whereas Mussolini is clearly a tomato. It's true. Um, for reasons, if you uh, yeah. Mussolini has a, and like it, uh, let's we could go into the politics, but why don't we just focus on their appearance? Mm -hmm. Hitler is your gaunt kind of aggressive man who you know who is here, who is saying he's going to provide yeah. you with sustenance, mm. not necessarily this 
warm kind of bigger figure of Mussolini. Even the name Mussolini sounds like a name of tomato could be called <laughs> a specific strand of a tomato. Whereas yeah. the Hitler potato, I'd buy it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, so I think it's mostly about their um, their specific appearances where we could draw comparisons from. Yeah, I'd say so, for sure. And I'd, I'd say, I would argue that the potato men of Northern Europe are more dangerous if they organize in a dictatorship. Because, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, if because, you have because that, that dictatorships that... and fascism kind of really, really needs that. Author- well, the authoritarian, the efficiency of the, the potato, the discipline of yeah. the potato and beer diet. Yeah. Whereas in a when in when you're in, in a tomato Mussolini, country, yeah. you try and because I feel like it's all about how how firmly you mm. can squash it without it bursting. The tomato is going to burst and it's not going to be as successful. And it's just you, you. It, it's hot. You're drinking wine. You're relaxing. Like if you look at. Uh, Italy in World War Two, when they're like they're how unsuccessful they were. Yeah. Like the Italian soldiers were like stopping off in brothels. They yeah, were like yeah. completely undisciplined, undi- um, and that's yeah. why it just didn't really work as a yeah. fascist dictatorship because they're tomato wine people. Scandinavian politics, clearly a potato. Completely, a potato. never more. I've never seen more of a potato political country in my life. For sh- for sure, compared to somewhere like uh, somewhere like Spain. Spain. That's a tomato political country. A hundred percent. Without a, without a shadow without of a doubt. doubt. And then the, the Greek financial crash that that, that comes about from tomatoes. And that is such a tomato crash. Uh, yeah, I've exactly. never heard of more of a tomato yeah, yeah, economic yeah, crash sure. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's France? France is interesting because it, uh, it it it's it's I it, it like in the way that Germany's borders cross into tomato wine Europe. Yeah. It's fundamental identity. <laughs> it's fundamental identity is still beer and potato. Yeah. France, though its borders cross into beer, like deep into beer and yeah. uh, potato te- territory, it's fundamentally a tomato wine country. Yeah. So those are two countries that sort of are on the borders, but they have a cultural identity di- probably built against it in, in tandem so with each other. I think France, France's veg- vegetable identity um, is one that its ideas are tomato, but its implementation is potato. True. And that's what I do respect about France and what is an interesting thing about them as a country is that they have uh, a quite a unique blend of um, potatoes and tomatoes, which is why they have Paris. They have these kind of beautiful cities, but they also are not like, uh, they're not mired in corruption or like collapsing like some of the Mediterranean countries. Yeah, which is why I'd say, because, well, a lot of their ideas are... uh tomato because of their you know aggressive push for workers rights and that is a kind of a one and that's the i think they're probably the country the biggest country in the world that pushes for workers rights Mm -hmm. and the rights of the the individual Mm -hmm. um but then their implementation of that is very potato because they'll say you're not allowed to film police anymore have you seen that oh really yeah so like they have they're so their tomato idea of workers rights and making sure everyone is compensated adequately is then enforced by very by things that actually take those rights away from individuals Mm -hmm. so they and that's maybe the biggest problem french politics at the moment is their confliction between potato and tomato it's true and they also but then also the tomato aspect of their culture does have a tyrannical part because the catholic church in general has quite a a deep level of corruption, I think, and that's a very tomato taste. <laughs> <laughs> I've never agreed. <laughs> I've never agreed so much with in a conversation in general. With them. God, then, do you know what? Just for a minute, I just pulled back and looked at what was happening. But that's you know what? I mean, we we're, we're almost half an hour deep. And uh, I do hope that someone who's been meaning to watch the podcast, who's been seeing clips, has been recommended it. It's like, I'll get round to it. And they'll find it. Okay, I'll try out this new episode. And then they're like, 
Is this? Do this they is only mostly what they do? Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, it, it you know no, we do different sort of we do different vegetables every week. We, yeah, we do different vegetables every week. Um, yeah, I've I mean, there's I've I really want to just sit and think about the different. Applications. The problem is, is that because I, I sprung that upon you. Yeah. Um, you, you kind of want a bit of time to. I now to, want to digest it, but we man. can't because we France have... really like. Fr- again, when you're talking about uh, uh, yeah. when you talking about Ireland. Because you have quite a, like because you have a lot of French friends. Yeah, yeah. So you like actually know France, and, and like, I completely believe well. that. And I see all my French friends as an amalgamation between the potato and the tomato. <laughs> they are, they are, they, they are. They all are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Germany has tomato in it because it because we only view them through stereotypes. There's huge parts of Germany. What's that, the tomato in Germany? Well, the thing for me, I'm only seeing potato. Exactly. That's because you, you're only seeing that. But what people don't know about Germany is that because we have such a stereotypical view of Germans as these efficient, we think Audi, we think all of these kind of like companies. Um, uh, but people don't know that like like the southern Germany gets super hot. They have like. Um, a lot of Turkish influence. They Bavaria. have um, the Renaissance. Arguably, was started in Germany. Like, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, so there's a lot of like okay. things, and it was also Germany was loads of different kingdoms that had huge. Yeah. Diff- there was like a lot of tomato, arguably tomato-based kingdoms that yeah. made up Germany. But now you view it as one entity. Yeah, you yeah. view it as yeah, yeah. Which is, but then we have to, to a certain extent, for the tomato potato theory to be true, we're going to have to generalize. Generalize for sure, because we can't have too many exceptions mm-hmm. to the rule. Because mm. there could be an argument for the north of England being potato and the south of England being tomato. For sure. And they're at, and because maybe well, they're relatively there. Relatively, because it's relative, not relative to re- Europe. Yeah, yeah, because relative. Once you, I think the potato tomato, mm-hmm. the, the potato, finally, the potato to, the potato tomato um, theory can is always it has scope because it's not just. I think the it, the theory is proven correct because it's not. It's, it depends on where you're looking at. So we can talk about the whole of Europe. And we could divide it north and south and it has relevance. But then if you're taking it into one country, I think you can still do north and south and it has relevance relative mm-hmm. to that specific country. And I'll, I'll do another point. A great example is America, which is, you know, the, the foundations of the culture certainly were, you could argue, a European. Let's yeah. look at the way that the colonizers landed in America. You have the East Coast is kind of primarily English and German. Boston, New York, that's potato all over. That's so potato. Oh, it's potato. Yeah, city, that, yeah, that kind of Washington, Boston, Philadelphia. And if you tell me New San York. Francisco isn't tomato, you've got no exactly. place in my house. Uh, West Coast, uh, LA, California, Spanish influence. Yeah, that's tomato all it's over. Tomato, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a there's a um, and then you go to New Orleans, French. That's also tomato. Yeah, big. So tomato. like you can you can find where wherever mm. the 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 strongest European kind of influences were it's yeah. what they originally were that defines the type of Euro- the culture in America yeah it's it's a real profound thought actually it's yeah, quite it's, it's, pretty it's quite heavy it's quite heavy um, should we try and move we, on we promise we keep it light but yeah, this has, this been yeah light. we did we were like all right we've been going because we've been going pretty deep uh, pretty heavy this has um, been nothing but light yeah um, this has actually been much the, probably the deepest we've ever gone um, yeah. We we saw an ad on TV, which I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. I remember what it's called. You won't remember what it's called, will you? The the ad that we saw to Saudi to just visit Saudi yeah. Arabia. No, it wasn't visit Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, because that's we're yeah. talking about different adverts. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about different adverts. Okay, so there was your one. I can't remember what it was called. So there was this advert, which was basically it was quite it was on between on the halftime of a, like a football match and it was like it was showing like a black and white cityscape and it was going like innovation time and then it was like showing like palm trees and it was just the Vegas like ring roads being ring made roads being made. and it was like future innovation it was one of those insane and we were all normally when we have ridiculous ads we're like right try and guess what it's about because with perfuming car ads often you don't even know 
it's for them until the last frame. Yeah. Uh, but then it didn't even tell us. It just said visit this website. Visit and I was fascinated, so I visited it. It was, it was the, it was like a, it was just basically an advert for Saudi Arabia's global ambitions. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't a product. It yeah. wasn't anything you could buy. You went on the website and it was the basically- The website was as vague as a it was The website was just as vague and it was basically saying Saudi Arabia hopes to be a, a key player in the future and they want to build a new future for the world or whatever. And yeah. that was it. And that was all it was advertising. Which, so in, an, in a walked way, it was like a visit Saudi Arabia advert of coming. It, it, all it was was a- it's self on the website. Respect was, Saudi Arabia. Was, was, there's a visit Saudi Arabia, which is come. Yeah, come. But and that was just like, hold on, respect. Acknowledge us. what we're doing. Yeah. And go on. Yeah. So, because Saudi Arabia, I, I've, I've been to Dubai and I flew through Doha. Um, and so the, the Gulf states are kind of fascinating because it's like they were like, because the, the, the terrain is so unlivable, they, it hasn't had much. It, in a lot of the states, it's been basically desert tribes for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. Then they found oil and now they're like the, some of the richest per capita cities yeah, yeah. in the world these like huge metropolises have mm. sprung out of the ground it's interesting to see how they've tried to like uh, diversify their economy so they don't just rely on oil yeah and then saudi arabia what i found interesting about them is they've got so much oil they're so powerful now out of nowhere who mm. would have thought they, they're thanking the lucky stars like out of nowhere yeah. you know you've got western powers begging them for money like they've fucking won the lottery um but what I what I've respect what I respect about Saudi Arabia is <laughs> they they clearly now as any country that wants like a, a economic future they clearly want to like shed this image of them being the you bad can't guys. have you can't live the Western political dream without conforming to the Western social ideals yeah well it's almost they they, they also they know how bad their images globally yeah um and they want to be a major player and yeah, they want to yeah. stop but what i respect about them is that partly this push for the visit saudi arabia ad and yeah. the basically respect saudi arabia it comes from they've got loads of money oil's going to eventually in 100 years oil's not going to mean nothing it's going to be sustainable so they need to basically build foundations so yeah. to survive past oil so they're like right we're going to become part of the global community but and we want respect and we want to be treated as if we're not evil but we're not going to change anything. We're not going to compromise at all. We're going to carry on our human rights abuses. And that's what I kind of rate about them. They've got authenticity. Is that they have an authenticity because they're like, um, we want you guys to like us a lot. And we really are putting loads of money, so much money into it. Mm. Like ludicrous amounts of money to like change their global image. But they, they, they refuse to stop any human rights abuses. Absolutely, yeah. They're like, we're still going to carry on doing line. slavery. We're going to still do the unbelievable treatment of women. It's like, we're not going to change any of that. Yeah. But we still want you to like us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like the amount of money they spent, but then they're like, oh, so what, what you think is bad about us is the fact that we take away most of our citizens' rights, that we're like inherently racist, and that we um, have one of the most sexist uh, societies in the whole yeah of the uh, the whole world um yeah we're not going to change any of that but can you just like us anyway yeah and what so do you think the advert succeeded in changing your mind for that i don't know i mean i think uh, obviously we laughed about it at the time but now when i think saudi arabia those two adverts immediately spring to my mind which is like you know well I, the, the there difference is changing my view on it slightly. the key difference between the two adverts that we saw so there was the one for that we just described there the that was saudi the innovation arabia. one so yeah. that was very much but 
Both of them are still shrouded in the the similarity first was that they were both shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. So that one we had to go onto the website because we were so gosh darn intrigued about what it was about. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, um, and it, it worked. And then we found out it was for the future progression of the worst record, worst country for human rights uh, on the planet potentially. Potentially, yeah. who knows? Um, and then the other one um, they did it was visit Saudi Arabia, so it was a classic holiday. It's a one. Holiday they opened up to tourists now. And they've opened it up. It's beautiful looking beaches, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. Et but it is said, and at the end it did like a James Bond kind of thing said visit Arabia as in I think they were trying to invo- James Bond Arabia Saudi Arabia oh okay okay yeah so they didn't want to draw attention to the fact that it was Saudi Arabia they were just it's like come Arabia. see Arabia because Arabia it's really cool down here over Arabia yeah because you think Arabia, Saudi Arabia. you think beheadings uh, Arabia you, you think, think Arabian nights you think Lawrence of Arabia you think, you think surfing yeah. down sand dunes <laughs> it's true yeah you, I want to I want to go you don't to think Arabia. women can't drive <laughs> yeah. that's the problem and <laughs> hands up I think both of these adverts hands hands up to the marketing team they worked they, it worked they fucking it, it, it did work um, and it, but like a great example is, is like um, I think they, they had that Joshua fight you know the, the, they did didn't the, they yeah and that was that's a huge part of them trying to become part on the global stage a huge fight of Joshua's rematch with the fat guy I don't know enough about it but Podgy McDixon him. yeah Podgy McDixon I think yeah. that's his name yeah Dix Dix I think it's like a German thing yeah yeah um, Podgeball uh, there's the rematch they got it because they've got a lot of money they want yeah. um, and it was like I think like a couple of days before they'd had like a half time beheading or something crazy or so, you know what on in the ring not in the ring but it just like in the half time beheading yeah no or maybe not I think that's in Afghanistan that might be something we should check before we put yeah, on yeah maybe maybe it is, yeah but- okay no I, I was I was okay so so um, in general, I shouldn't be talking about things I don't know about, but I was based off my very vague, maybe slightly, you know, ignorant uh, view of the Middle East. I, w- I did end up in vaguely the right place. You came from a potato perspective. I, I came from a potato perspective. Um, six months prior to the Joshua fight, they had a mass execution with swords where they beheaded right. 37 people. So I would say there's a slight difference between that and doing it at half time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mix the two. Yeah, because I know. That's in, fine, I know. Okay. I knew under under Taliban rule in Afghanistan, they yeah. used to stone people at half time, and that's where that's where I got my wires crossed. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was the Who Taliban stoning people at half time, but it was actually Saudi. I think there'll be a lot more beheading um, civilians. Which I think there'll be a lot more outcry if Anthony Joshua decided to do his next big fight in Taliban ruled Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It would be well because I again it's something. Uh, it's something I'd like to see. Mm. As in... I'd well, you know, there's an interesting thing with sport. Because it's like... Sport. 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 Because, um, as I, I... I've brought this up before. Um, the, that... You, do you know... Remember that Dennis Rodman has that relationship with Kim Jong-un? Mm. Yeah. Uh, wait, is Kim Jong-un? Yeah, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, Kim Jong-un. Um, the little fat little fella. Oh, Paul Jim... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say the same, same thing. <laughs> um... Uh, what what is fascinating about that is that he's Bobby huge, face. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, he has a huge. Uh, he loves the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's where the federation yeah. started. But then he's, you know, I d- I don't think I think it was overhyped how likely was he was going to nuke the United States. But I definitely think I don't think it was so overhyped that it wasn't. Didn't Do you think his, his finger was slowly going towards a red button? And then he was like, "Oh, what about the Bulls? <laughs> what about the Bulls? About but the Bulls? isn't that mental having yeah. like a." Uh, like a North Korean, the North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un, death to the West and all that. But yeah. then he loves the Chicago Bulls. Like how you divorce yeah. those two? Yeah, I. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of. 
But then, because surely the Chicago Bulls would be one of the most key expressions of the Americanism that they would say that they detest. Yeah, anyone who would. But that that, that really shows the unifying power of sport. Because would could you on the top sport. of your, sport like if could you name on the, off the top of your head, um, like I don't know a, a political movement that you hate the most? Like maybe ISIS. I don't know. Is that the modern the worst that we can think of? Who are like the shittest guys? Um, I they, they I guess they'd be they, like top five shittest lads. Oh, well, I feel like because it's closer to home, something like Britain first would be worse. They're not worse than ISIS. No, they're not worse than ISIS. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, they're not as organised as ISIS as well. Well, that's their problem. Yeah, um, and they, they they cuck out when it comes to like killing people and stuff. And that's why we don't like them. <laughs> <as well. laughs> um, okay, well maybe Britain first, but it's like if they. If they st- like made like um, one of the greatest uh, football teams of all time, you, you yeah. would there would be you would still watch. You'd still watch the games, yeah. You know, if it was like um, a team that was built that was like of uh, you know Messi Ronaldo standards. But I'm not King John. Mm. <laughs> don't put yourself. I'm down. sorry. Yeah, I don't mean. To. I am. I <laughs> we am all are. Them. We all are. If we believe it. No, but I'm not someone who shouts. I wouldn't be. Oh uh, well, actually, no. If we're doing okay, let's do Britain first because this is yeah, fine. Example. We're against we Britain first. We're against we, we Britain chatted first. shit about Britain we have, first. We have chatted shit, and we will yeah. continue to on the yeah. podcast. But yeah. also, we're ISIS guys. We're on the podcast <laughs> exactly. We're ISIS boys. <laughs> we're <laughs> Islamic fundamentalists. Yeah, that's, at the end of the day. that's our party line. That's our belief. Take it or leave it. You know, take it or leave it. I get that some people don't like it, but that's just what we believe. We're Islamic fundamentalists. And I'm sorry if it offends you, <laughs> but we're trying to we're speak We're trying to beliefs. build Sharia law in the UK. That's one. That's just something we believe. So with <laughs> swiftly moving on, swiftly moving on, um, with... We might we might be vocal opponents against Britain first. Yeah. On a podcast that yeah. gets a few hundred views. Sure. We're not the leader of that entire ideology. Okay. And I think the difference is that the 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 ridiculous uh the ridiculous uh what's the fucking why can't I think of words? I've had a really long day again. What are the words? What's words? Um like, the leader of yeah, um, no, 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 but communism like, in North Korea. A contradiction yeah. that he does yeah. is to be the person who is almost the, the potentially the, the the world leader who is the most ardently against any kind of Westernism and Americanism. You can't be that person and then like the Chicago Bulls, who are kind of one of the most active expressions of that that there are of yeah. capitalism. Sports yeah. teams are inseparable from capitalism, particularly in America. Franchises. They don't call them teams. Yeah. They call them franchises yeah. because of the inherent business objectives mm. and interests that are behind them. Yeah, it's true. So I don't... I, I, I think we can fine, compare fine. us. Maybe that was a bad example. But I do think what there's, um, people, someone's athletic and sporting ability, more so than maybe anything else, Like I think more so than great acting ability, certainly more so than great comedic ability... Um, I think it can um, transcend above how abhorrent you are as a person. I think yeah. sport, sports, one of the most um, removed from your beliefs than because like yeah. Kevin Spacey, like he's done some terrible things. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor, so you might still watch your films with him, but you're not going to be a fan of him. Bill Cosby, um, so bad, but because he's comedian, you what's, wouldn't, you wouldn't was, even watch his. What stuff. was Tarkovsky's vibe politically? Was he a, was he a commie? Tarkovsky. Yeah. 
He was a Soviet. Um, he was, yeah. He was. It uh, was um, commissioned by the Soviet government. I don't know what he actually believed. Well, yeah, but that's the, because like there's that whole space odyssey versus Solaris yeah. being like a bit of a, the space artistic equivalent yeah. equivalent of the space race. Yeah. So that would be an example of someone who you know you might not be believing in exactly what they're saying, but there's a I don't know you're looking at it's it's kind of looking yeah, at the art, yeah yeah but art I, I I'd still art. rate there's not like I I don't think he's he's not done anything. Well, I guess with communists, it's yeah, not like, really a thing. Yeah, it's not Stalin. It's not. But. Yeah. But also, you raised a, f- a good point in that um, the sport in the West is undeniably capitalist. But if we were going to build this sort of communist utopia, I would try and keep capitalist capitalism strong in sport. Why? Be hard because it makes sport much better. Do you think communist because of the amount sport, of people you can get in a stadium? No, or? I'm just saying communist sport will suck. I think. Well. Well, if we're talking oh, about, I guess, I guess well, the I guess Soviet the basic, Union had some good Olympic. A basic teams. tenant of capitalism is competition, and a basic tenant. Well, I mean, I guess the so- Soviet Union, China have great. Soviet Union and China had great Olympic teams for well, sure. A co- a but they don't have any good football teams. They didn't have any good like major team sports or stuff like that. Because I think communist football would look uh, would would look like two teams doing the best division of labour possible within and between the two teams, just trying to get as many goals as possible that you can. Yeah, but the fundamentally, like, no, even, because I guess you're, you're talking that about was, that. That was, like, that was a joke rather yeah, than no, a I, I, Yeah, I, I... It's when you, when I say something like that and you go, yeah, well, the thing, but with that, I yeah, understand. Yeah, 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 and no, it was very good. It was very good. No, I don't want It was very wanna... deft. It was deft. Thank you. Yeah, it was I, a deft I, use. I, of, um... I intend to be deft. Um, but, it basically, I like. I think the Premier League's great, but it's yeah. one of the most capitalist things we have in this country. Um, yeah. But the reason it's great is because of its absurd hedonism. Yeah. You know, uh, do you know what I mean? Well, like, to, well to we differentiate have between hedonism and capitalism. Cap- well, fine, but we have we have some of the most of the best players in the world spread across the league here because because we're greedy. Doesn't. It's just money, but Gre- money, yeah, is, yeah, greed, greed, and money. Is same wherever thing. the money is, yeah. is where you're gonna have the best players. Yeah, you need a bit of history because like China, Saudi Arabia, and US have a lot of money, but they you need a bit of a history there. But yeah. that's something. But that then put yourself, put yourself in okay, the Egyptian day, day one of the revolution. Yeah, and um, we've stormed Buckingham Palace, we've killed the Queen. Uh, we're laying down the, yeah. the five-year plan of how we're going to like radicalize. Is it know. us two from this room here? We're, we'll, we'll probably end up leading it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other people. There's going to be a lot of shouting voices, and it, you know that we need to decide what we're going to take away and what we're going to keep. And I'll be like, all right, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but <clears throat> I, I'm go- I want to keep De Bruyne on those big wages. Yeah, okay. Because otherwise, he's just going. Yeah, otherwise he's going to want And he's getting ta- he's going to get some tax exemptions. I know you're not going to be happy against I know that's like already going against some of, you know, the beliefs of equality. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just don't want, you know, also with the the kind of short-term economic loss we're going to have anyway. I don't want there to be shitty football on the TV as well because that's going to create yeah. a drop in the m- morale of the country so as well. So I my question would to you would be what what happens if Go. What, how would you feel if you're an Egyptian football fan? You know all these Mo Salah guys. All these Mo Salah guys. All these Mo Salah guys. <laughs> no, we've all seen them. They're I swear there's a, there's a chant there's only one Mo Salah. And yeah. you've just <laughs> you completely <laughs> got it. No, all these... No, his fans. Okay. Oh, okay. No, not all these Mo Salahs. I thought, I thought you were basically saying no. all these Middle Eastern players. <laughs> all these Mo Salahs. You know all these Mo Salah coming guys. Coming over here, yeah. playing football. Yeah. No, these Mo Salah fans. Yeah. 
And it's the same thing that happened. A quick, quick short anecdote about Percy Tao, who is a recent Brighton player who's come in. And he's from South Africa. And the Brighton and Hope fan page is now being lit with controversy because... There's been lo- there's been a swarm of um, South African fans who have come into the page because they're massive Percy Tao fans because sure. he's basically their only fo- good football player. Son at Tottenham, exactly. Eleven million South Koreans now support Tottenham, exactly. And it's hilarious because I think it's a good thing to see. It's one of the starkest places to see a culture clash of two. So like your your ardent Brighton fans, yeah. who are who are it, completely engrossed with the club versus your Percy Tao fans who are completely engrossed with one player. With Percy Tao, yeah. So then all so then pe- there's been this big there was a big admin discussion <laughs> about whether to ban the South Africans or not. Did and you chime in? I chimed in, <laughs> and I because because there was the, the there were two sides of the argument. One was it would be racist to ban all the South Africans. Yeah. The other was all they do is say Percy Tao is greatest. <laughs> These so, are white Africans. These are, but uh, everything, all, all okay. South Africans, all okay. South Africans. I think soccer is generally more. Oh yeah, white. it is actually. No, it's more of a black sport. Yeah, R- rugby and cricket. Well, Percy Tao's black. Okay, well then you can't. Then you can't. Well, yeah. exactly, which is the sense. White South Africans, you're allowed to fuck around a little bit. With. Yeah, but then I said, this is my Facebook group, and I want to be able to post what I want to post without getting a comment on my post saying Percy Tao the greatest. So what the compromise would be? The compromise would be kick half of them out. <laughs> That's what I said at don't the end. Don't say half, because this is... I'm just thinking... Please. That's not a good... When you're talking about South Africa, just don't... That's what I said at the end. Don't be talking about splitting up that country again. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Reinstate apartheid. What, with the Percy Tao fans? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So no. you have a group apartheid against the South Africans. Yeah. But it's not on racial lines. Yeah. No, you can stay my if you're here to support was, Brighton. My argument was it is the best thing that's ever happened to that fan group because what you always get is a uh, 50-comment-long thread analysing Ben White's performance in Brighton versus Norwich. And then... That used to be 50 comments of people arguing over absolute fucking nonsense yeah, yeah, and people yeah. who don't know what they're talking about. And now it's an 150 comment long thread with South Africans going, Go Percy! <laughs> and that makes it a lot better. It just brought me. a bit of life to it. It brought a bit of joy yeah, to the game. Yeah, okay. Brought a bit of joy. Remember, football's not all about the game. It's not about the game. It's about uh, making friends. I've always said this. Um, okay. Um, to round us out, um, I think we can talk about. I've just got the environment written here. We so the environment. I think, I think we'll just we'll just round us out with um, a small topic. What like time are we on? Uh, Fifty-two. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So I saw, I saw this thing, and I've done a bit of research, and it's like not as true as I thought it was, but it's still vaguely true. Um, where I saw this guy basically saying this environmentalist. Um, and I think the whole point of what his spiel was to like keep people focused on climate change. Yeah. And he was saying, though all this airplane traffic stopped, though loads of the roads have the traffic stopped because of COVID, still this year, CO2 emissions have still risen. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, what the fuck is going what on? What do we do now? What the fuck? I'm sorry. Yeah. The amount of times <laughs> we've been ta- talked about uh, emissions from driving, from flying, surely... With this shit show of a year, yeah, the, bi- the big the big thing is yeah. that we've stopped flying. So, yeah. and that's the one thing is that you could that there's less um, chemtrails in the sky that you can you know that you can hear the birds tweeting again. It's just it feels like there's like a cert- the one big thing is there's like the natural world had like a bit of a break. Well, there was all those um, videos of deers coming back into deers the coming back, and it just felt like that's the one good thing is because like that- if we're all locked down. 
But if that like didn't even make a fucking dent, it's just like because that is a lie of climate change. Okay, go on. And that might sound like I'm being a climate change. It does sound a lot of you being. But I'm not. I'm doing the opposite of the genius of climate change is one accidentally because it's a perfect storm for capitalism because it goes against all of the inherent beliefs of capitalism and in it it in itself is classified as an externality a market externality which means that it's not taken into account by the price mechanism which is basically how i would determine how much something costs yeah is based on how much it costs to produce it and then you sell it for a profit bam capitalism. that's like foundational easy the environmental impact of that is not taken into account within that production yes. system. That's why it's yet. That's what government taxes are trying to do, whatever. Sure. But the reason, so then there has been a genius turn in terms of climate change of putting the onus of climate change onto the people, onto consumers. So people that this are buying it hope. and rather than the people that are producing products, the big companies, oil companies, it could mm. be oil companies, but it could also be fashion companies. It could be shoe companies. It could, those are the same things. But that, <laughs> but what that is, and that is a big point, is that there's so much pressure on people to recycle this, recycle that. You need to make sure you're keeping in check your, keeping in this check your carbon, carbon you footprint this. as much as you can as possible. Don't go on flights here and here and here. The effect that that has on the global eco- the global economic mm-hmm. output on the devastation of the planet is minimal. Say it again. To, compared to the production that happens with firms. Amen. The only problem with climate change is firms. Uh, not yeah, I, 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 that's a, a powerful statement, but it's not the only. But for, for all intents and purposes, it probably is. Ninety percent of the yeah. world's climate change. This is no, no, no. This is a ninety percent of the world's climate change comes from firms 70%, and the production. Yeah. Ninety. It's seventy. Ninety. I'm pretty sure it's 70. But I, it's a lot. It's, it's over I half. did an essay on it two years ago. It was well, what did you get in that essay? First. What? 90%. Yeah, but there's different types. Like the, the... CO2 emissions. Yeah, but there's... Okay, fine. But the environmental thing is, is like uh, deforestation. It's pollution of rivers. It's, um, the CO2 is yeah. one aspect of it in general. There's a lot of But if things. we're going mostly but, of but, global warming fine. being the biggest important yeah, thing yeah. of kind of... But, yeah, I, I could... Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think this is a big thing that's so fucked. I think George Monbiot. I, think how he said, I always get his name wrong. Fuck knows. Fuck knows what his name is. Great, Great you guy. always read it. Never Great hear guy. It. Monbiot. Yeah. I don't Mon- fucking know. Monbois. Monbois. No, yeah, yeah. Because the, the because, because both of us have spent a lot of time on the content, I naturally want to say Monbois. Exactly. But we, I'm sure he's anglicised it because we can't. We deal look potato with... on the out, but <laughs> with tomato. <laughs> with with tomato, no. <laughs> um, George Monbois. Um, on New World Order, Frankie Boyle show did have a great rant basically about this, which is like the the focus on because you know what I was saying all this shit about personal responsibility. Yeah, that I I that only goes so far as it comes to like I'm a big believer in that as a self help thing. Yeah, when it comes to environmental, I'm so much. I'm so little about personal responsibility because it's not your responsibility. It's not. And you're made to feel like... So, like, the fact that when I get, like, a, a salad from fucking Sainsbury's, the fact that you have to split the two and, like, how it's built so you have to, like, wash it out and how complex all this recycling is. Yeah. And then you'll have people who are vote Tories who... um Or, like, who are just general centrists. You know, a lot of middle-aged... Mid, middle-aged, middle-class people. Yeah. Uh, my mum... Uh, who are huge into recycling. It's yeah. like religiously yeah. because it's a way of massaging their guilt. It's almost like mm. charity. Do mm. you know what I mean? And that is like, and yeah. what is frustrating? And I, right, because every little helps. 
to coin the phrase of a global conglomerate for this, <laughs> for this nice. argument. But yeah. every little helps. In and there isn't anything wrong with doing those things. But yeah. what is frustrating is that that then becomes a replacement for the actual ills that are happening in this in this situation. Yeah. When you look at the cold, hard facts, it needs to be a change in the global economic production. You know, when the world's burning around us, I don't want... There's going to be right-wing people saying, well, you didn't fucking put them in the right bag. And it's like, that's not... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even no, make no, a fucking no, dent. No, no, no. As well, because because then it can like it can delegitify delegitimify an argument yeah so if i'm saying it i've i think i've had this conversation with, with family members who say yeah but i saw you put a bean pot in yeah the, in both the, of us are, let's admit we're not like we're not religious recyclers we're pretty good we're, we're, we're not, not yeah we're, we're not, not bad, no no but we're, we're not like we're not did. shitting in the garden and making plants we're not shit or we're not I like i I don't, I don't know if you're i'm not a big because washer out of, of it, jars part of it is understanding shit. and like i don't part part of it is a part of me understands the futility of that as in, like, it's this isn't where we're going to solve the problem. We're not going to solve the problem by households in the West doing all these very minute mm-hmm. actions towards making our own household greener. Because in the grand scheme of that things... That helps, but it's like it's so it minor. It helps in the so most minute way. Yeah, yeah. We need a genuine, absolute, yeah. entire change. And the biggest, a massive part of this that, like... Because I, I said households in the West, because... When a big part of climate change is there's this massive argument as we have uh, people in our economies in the West have benefited from burning coal. For sure. And now it's the other countries' turn. Other countries' turn. Now suddenly we have climate change. It's a bit bit long on that. How the fuck? And that is the biggest. I that's other. That I think that's one of the biggest problems that we have to face. Tough because we did it. And it's not just climate change in brackets. It's how do we make a fair economy out of climate change? It's true. No, because I've been watching Perfect Planet on BBC and. Uh, it's the new David Attenborough, and of course, every series he's been ramping it up, and this is the most ramped up one. Yeah, because he's on nearly dead. He's nearly dead, um, and climb. and it's getting worse. And um, I think he's had uh, he had a bit of backlash for not doing it enough in earlier seasons. So each one now um, yeah. is getting more and more. Uh, but yeah, I do think that is one of the main things. It's just like the the, and I think that it's the same thing. Is I just I find it interesting in people who like feel that they're doing their part. But then, you know, I would argue that a vote for the right party exactly is what, more than... Exactly what For example, you could argue that um, not recycling for a year does less damage than one flight. You know, they, they, yeah. there's an argument you could even make there. And it's just like, if you really value it up and the amount of time and energy put into it. And it's the same thing as like um, Bill Gates uh, or a top uh, businessman uh, avoiding tax uh, religiously, but then having huge charity events. Yeah. And it's like uh, uh, d- um, putting money to help others, but doing it on a hugely performative um, yeah. stage where it's like these huge charity dinners where overall paying way less than you ever would if it was taxed properly. Mm. It's the same thing with like, you know, rich people who have their money in the Cayman Islands who are tax exiles yeah. uh, doing a charity thing so they feel better. Yeah. But not doing what's the genuinely ethical thing, which is uh, which I, So I completely agree with that. And I was literally about to bring up the the importance of like the vote voting in that. Mm. Like doing a vote for the right person or the right party is so much more important than anything you're ever going to do. Because, okay, fine. So but like, yeah, c- Because also, so with that, but... What I'd also say is that I feel like it can be as someone that is being interested in this and like has a really aggressive rational argument like you would have behind that saying it's the firms that need yeah, to change, etc. Yeah. etc. Yeah, et yeah. et the vote is more important. That shouldn't mean you shouldn't do everything that you're doing that you, you should, can. Yeah, do. you definitely should. But also it shouldn't be it's it really not a huge thing. Please don't take guilt and responsibility upon yourself. That and is the most genius and shaming other people for it and thinking you're better than someone else. Do you think that's an accident? Yeah. Do you think like 
governments are employ some of the brightest people on the planet mm. to enact everything they're doing. They like research is coming in, and, and like these are these are absolutely like genius people are looking into this. There are aggressively scientific studies of how and why climate change is happening. Do you think it's an accident that suddenly all the blame has been placed on us? Yeah, it, I feel so much guilt. Climate, and I'm lobbies. like, what the fuck can I actually do? Really? Why? And feeling guilt about it is absolute nonsense. And what that does, if you feel, if we feel guilt about it as a public, we stop action against the powerful. And that's yeah. the biggest problem. So Boys Gone Wild's party line, you can correct if you disagree, yeah. is recycle, but if you don't, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, like, no, de recycle. But re if, yeah. you, if you don't, if you don't, uh, uh, it's not. But, uh, but fuck capitalism. Fuck, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is the, yeah. Because, like, for example, if you're going to, if I go to Tesco's and like you look at all that packaging, yeah, I feel, as opposed to having it recycling, there should just be like aggressive, Why? aggressive legislation that all packaging is biodegradable. Because what? The, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That it's, should, of course, like, something stop. like that. Bang. And Biff the thing off. is, because the thing is that the only person that you can imagine in recent political history that might have, and he wasn't even saying, but he might have even thought about it potentially yeah. in the future was Jeremy Corbyn. Sure. And Big look guess. at the animosity that he was receiving. Yeah. And I've had too many conversations with people recently because he hasn't had like the Ed Miliband fandom afterwards. People still fucking hate him. He had his meme phase yeah, in but 2017. Yeah, he didn't he, have has, he hasn't come back like Miliband has. Well, actually, I'm not, let's not talk about it because I think we should do a whole episode on him because I, I think yeah. I think we should okay, generally no, do a whole but, episode on Jeremy Corbyn because I think there's yeah. the, for the pros and cons, I think we could have a we good could. conversation about him because of very strong feelings. But then, so, oh, what was it then? What was I saying? It was one vote of... There was that, but it's. There was. What did you say before? I said I about taxing charity. I said about uh, all uh, packaging should be. So, one of the biggest thing, a thing that frustrates me aggressively with it is when you're putting the onus. So I, I saw an argument against what I'm saying in uh, a newspaper recently. Mm -hmm. So it's something I'm trying to grapple with at the moment. But a big thing that I would say is when you're putting the onus on the consumer. Yeah. So let's say you're buying a hoodie or something um, from uh, ASOS. Yeah, a green hoodie, blue pockets. Whatever. People it's need flame. Clothes. It's got a flame on the front. Yeah, and, and it's got a dragon on the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's got shoulder pads and it's like cut the short thing. Whatever, whatever. Your most three hoods. It's got yeah. three hoods. The most whatever, basic. Yeah. The most basic hoodie. It's on a onesie. The, it's a onesie. The most well. basic hoodie yeah. on the market. Yeah. You're not right. So, because <laughs> it, it's, it's a funny joke, but that's <laughs> sorry, completely sorry, ruined sorry, the point. Sorry, I'm trying to make. Sorry, sorry. People need clothes, okay? And so you can do this with food and clothing the best. Mm -hmm. So there is a massive carbon footprint that is going into our fashion industries and our food industries. And when you say that you as a... So what the logic that we have, right? The logic that we have at the moment is saying you as a consumer have the obligation to make sure you're buying green because we need to care about climate change. Instead of the obligation being on the firms that are producing our food and our fashion and creating that good, who are then giving the production lines and the product that we're then purchasing. Mm -hmm. How does that make any sense? Because mm -hmm. the consumer has no power in this. Mm -hmm. And within that, people don't have enough money to be ecologically sustainable mindsets. Mm -hmm. People can't be green conscious because they can't fucking afford to. Mm -hmm. You can't expect everyone to buy the more expensive green option in food, for example, food and fashion, because they can't. Because we're in a fucked economy where, where we've got such unequal income distribution that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So then to put the onus on us 
those people is the most nonsense thing I've ever heard in my Org- life. Organic food, vegan. It's so class bill. Yeah, it's like, so How could you ever bill. expect like a working class in that co- traditional culture to like um, uh, expect them to eat these like organic? Yeah. This is what's or good. Or give a shit where their t-shirts yeah, exactly. come from. Exactly. Why would they? Got Why bigger, would you? Fuck they got you. Things to fuck go. you. No, you give a shit where it comes from because you make them. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree with that. And a, another example of this is I saw a, a conservative commentator around one of the environment maybe it was extension but I think it was longer ago on Have I Got News For You um, or something um, have basically Have I Got News For Drew does work as a pun it, it does work t- uh, as a joke but maybe it wasn't the right time to use it but um, uh, they were basically saying uh, it's funny that they have all these uh, these anti-capitalists but I saw like lots of them drinking at Starbucks and it's that like logic what? and it's like this fucking logic where it's like yeah, because we're human beings living within the particular society that yeah, we're born. Yeah, it's like, it's just fucking mad. It's like expecting, like, and if you want change, that you kind of have to, like, if you I, want change, you have I, to I embody want change, that change. But I don't identify at all with the smelly hemp hippies. Like, I don't, that's not my vibe. Like, I, was, I, I there's a lot of well, things, I, I'm a lot, a lot of things, I, yeah, there's a slightly different beast. But yeah. the, the, that kind of, like, um, shit in a compost bin type uh, yeah. gr- form of leftist where it's like, they're a bit too sincere. They're a bit too pretentious. It's not my crowd, okay? I've, I, I actually met, I hang out a lot with them at you're uni. You're talking about their own, their personalities Part rather than their, their politics. Yeah, no, and their politics, but I'm trying to say is that I want to support a lot of some of their ideas, but I don't want to be doing that kind of shit. And I think that shouldn't undermine. No, my, I don't know, because I'd agree. I yeah. don't think it should undermine you because that's a key problem yeah. with this debate is if you don't, if you don't embody the entire realization utopian vision of the change that you're arguing for then your argument is defunct okay Um, and that is again another clever tactic of the capitalist hegemony in order to push us down um i think you made some really good points but although we did use capitalism uh, yeah, but I'm allowed to. I haven't no, said it for like. Yeah, I haven't said it for we, ages. We, we, we went over our limit a you little said bit. Wokeness. No, no, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, we'll have a we'll have an agreement that it's capitalism and wokeness. We we need to have like a three a three. No, but we we spoke about wokeness like for, five, I haven't five. said I've not said capitalism for about ten. Okay, that's an exaggeration for several weeks. Okay, fine. That was my first big big splurge. That's fair enough. And it felt good. But it's it's it, it's not a sign of things to come. Um. Uh, the the, the Fulham, Brighton and Fulham game is starting in two minutes. Predictions: three uh, nil Brighton. No, uh, genuine predictions because this is going to come out after the result. So genuinely three one. No, genuinely try and do it because they can search this up afterwards. Three one. Three one. Three one Brighton. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe, yeah. Fuck. Subscribe to the Patreon. We'll be doing a bonus episode every week. If you like the podcast, uh, we do a, basically a whole other version and a whole other episode every week. I've got to get the um, pretty much build up. Here. Um. Thanks for coming, guys. See you next week.